Welcome to the KDB Review Podcast. This is episode nine of season four, and I'm your host as always, Andy Davis. We're back after a bit of a post-KBB show break, and as I record this, it's snowing, but as I record this, it's bright sunshine, and as I record this, it's pouring down with rain. Make your mind up, April, you're either spring or you're not. We're kicking off with a really relevant topic today, and that's how retailers are coping with the -the across-the-board price rises hitting the industry. That means products, of course, but also fuel, utilities, and everything else in between. Do you pass that cost onto the consumer or not? We've got industry veteran Trevor Scott from RFK in the Midlands and comparative newcomer Antonia Robinson from Alexander James Bathrooms in Wigan. But first... If you enjoy the KBB Review podcast, then I need your help to spread the word across the industry. Now, obviously, get all your colleagues and industry friends to listen. That goes without saying. But it would also be great if you could follow us on your podcast app of choice, such as Apple Podcasts. And while you're there, leave us a nice rating and review. Just search KBB Review, or one word, and you'll find us. The endorsement of others on those platforms really encourages others to give us a go. And, most importantly, my mum really likes reading them. So, the prices of everything seem to be going up. So, what do you do as a retail business? Do you soak up those rises? Do you pass them on to your customers? Or do you change your offering completely to try and find new suppliers? Let's find out from a couple of excellent retailers. Down the line, we have friend of the show, Trevor Scott from RFK in Rugby. Hello, Trevor. Morning. How are you doing, Andy? I'm doing very well, thank you. And then we have show first-timer, Tony Robinson from Alexander James Bathrooms in Wigan. Hello, Tony. Hi, Andrew. How are you? I'm doing very well. Welcome to the show for the first time. Thank you very much. Good to be here. Thank you both for spending a bit of time today. This is a pretty, uh, a very sticky issue, let's put it that way, but it's always best to get the background first for people who don't know. So Trevor, give us a 10-second overview of RFK. Okay, well, RFK is uh, rugby-fitted kitchens, though we don't operate purely in that town anymore. We have a showroom in Warwick as well and quite a substantial contract business. And next year will be our 30th year in business. So very experienced. And Tony, give us the brief Alexander James story. Uh, Alexander James. Basically, there was a a fitting company, NR Plumbing, which was my husband's. And that had been going for about seven years. And I was teaching just before the first lockdown. Then I decided to work for my husband. And after working for him for six months, helping him fit bathrooms, I ended up opening a showroom. Family told me I was crazy. But here we are, uh, 18 months down the line, and we're doing good. Which is fantastic. So we've got Trevor there. The business has been around a very long time and then a brand new business. So that's why you're on because there's a fantastic contrast there. So Trevor, let's start with you. Outline for us the current situation as you see it when it comes to rising prices and costs. Where are those rises coming from? How big are they, etc.? Well, they seem to be across the board now. We've had significant price increases from uh, most of our appliance uh, suppliers on top of the normal January 1st January 5th price increases that you traditionally get from the furnished manufacturers. We've now had mid-season price increases come through as well. We're looking, you know, sort of March, April for a, for a price increase of 7 or 8% on top of a 5 or 6% price increase back in January. That's quite a big hit. Wow. Now, Antonio, you're obviously on the bathroom side of the fence. Are you seeing similar issues and similar rises, though? Yes, huge rises. I'm even noticing, obviously, I'm not going to mention any names of particular suppliers, but some of the suppliers which would have been classed as kind of your low, maybe moving up to your medium-end products, some of their prices are very similar to your medium to high-end products now. It's quite shocking, really, but I do understand why that there are increases 
it's not only just supplying increases, it's the fuel to fill up a van. It's gone from £88 to 130 since last November. So it's everything, including suppliers as well. Yeah, yeah, it's right across the board, as you say. So look, let's have a think then about what the choices are that are available to you. Trevor, let's start with you again. What's your train of thought? What are the options that you need to weigh up when you look at how you're going to react to this as a business? Well, we've got no choice but to pass on price increases because we can't have our margins eroded. Otherwise, we haven't got a sustainable business. Uh, so the reality is, is that your average kitchen is going to cost between 5 and 10% more uh, moving into this year than it would have done six months ago. The best we can hope for in the short term is, is that when, when Mr. and Mrs. Smith come to us and say, right, we're ready to sign on the line, but what's the deal? What can you offer us to sweeten the pot? We're going to say, I'll tell you what we're going to do, Mr. and Mrs. Smith, we're not going to put a price increase into you in order to secure your business. And that's the best deal that we can offer you today. That's pretty concerning, really, because that's not the way we would normally consider to do your business. So Antonio, look, as I say, you're comparatively a much much younger business than, than Trevor's there. What are your initial thoughts about how you might tackle this? Because clearly you've only set your prices in the last 18 months or so. So what, what are you planning on doing? I mean, we do have to put our prices up. I've been quoting bathrooms the last few weeks. And what I have noticed is, I mean, it is different this year because people are starting to go back on holiday again. So this could be part of it as well. Last year, we would probably get 95% of our quotes which was huge. It was great, you know. And the last few weeks, I noticed a huge difference. People weren't accepting straight away because the prices have gone up. I think they were looking elsewhere. They were getting more comparative quotes as well. And they're taking a little bit longer to get back to us. So what I've found that I've had to do recently is explain to the customers, this is where we are. This is the price increases. Sometimes we only get told on a Monday morning that prices have increased on certain products, you know, and it's there. It's just an email sent to us. And I do find a lot of them do understand. So, you know, I will be adding the price increases. Otherwise, we would not be able to continue, especially as a new business. Trevor, you say you've got to put those prices up and that's the point you've got to. But there must be a, a threshold under which you can absorb those prices a bit. I mean, it's a very difficult decision, isn't it, to just get in a room one day and go, right, we're just going to have to put everything up. Well, well, it is. But as I say, if you're working on a very, very good margin, then for sure you can you can absorb a bit and uh, roll with the punches. But if, if you're working on relatively tight margins, and, I, and I'm not saying that we're, we're always scraping the barrel on in terms of margin, we're not, but we always try to be keenly priced and competitive. And if that's your modus operandi, and you suddenly find that you've got uh, margin erosion of another 5 6 7%, you've really got no choice but to pass it on. Now, in the, in the case of price increases that have come through since January, we, we're, we've been quoting kitchens in January, February, taking into account the, the normal annual price increases. And those quotes haven't turned yet. They haven't flipped into orders. And we're already being told there's another interim price increase. Very apologetic by the manufacturers, admittedly, but nevertheless, a, a significant price increase, 6 7%. We've got to absorb that within the current batch of quotations because we can't go back to people that we literally only quoted four or five weeks ago and say, sorry, but that price we gave you is wrong. We've got to hit you with a surcharge. So we're going to roll with those ones. But of course, the knock-on effect with that is that a bit further down the season, to compensate for that loss of margin on these jobs, we've, we've got to make sure that we've got our margin back up on future jobs. 
I mean, that's hard, Antonio, isn't it? Because you're trying to establish you know, a reputation, you're trying to establish a, a track record here. And, and as Trevor says, to, to, to have to go back to people and say, I'm sorry, I'm going to have to put that price up. Or perhaps you had a recommendation from someone who's had their bathroom done, they've sent their friend along, and the, the prices are different too. It's a very difficult thing to negotiate in terms of customer service and reputation, isn't it? Yes, definitely. I mean, we used to quote, and they would have 30 days to get back to us. And now it's 14, just for that reason as well, because of the price increases changing rapidly. That exact thing has just happened this week. I did a bathroom for a friend of mine last year, and then he's passed my number on. And they've obviously talked between themselves, and it, it's significantly higher. than. I mean, they have chose different things as well, but that was brought up in conversation. You know, he only paid this. You know, is there a reason why it's so different? And it, it is part of the price increases. Does it stick in your throat a little bit, Trevor? I know we all understand the reasons why these things are happening, and and, and hopefully it's it's comparatively short term. But yeah, you know, when you're having so much trouble actually getting hold of product in the first place, to then be told that not only might it not be available, but we're also going to put the price up, it must sort of stick in your craw a little bit. Well, yes, of course it does do. I mean, if if I if I sell an we're talk ovens for the sake of argument, if if I sell an oven today for a thousand pounds and uh, I can't have it for sixteen weeks maybe if i'm lucky and i've got to put a temporary oven into the into the slot so that my client can cook their dinner uh, in eight or nine weeks time and then by the time that oven actually arrives i find that my invoice price on it has gone up by five or seven percent then that really is uh, pouring salt on the wound isn't it yeah it's very difficult I and mean, antonio how are you finding those supply issues at the moment in the bathroom side of, of things especially with with people that are putting prices up at the same time to be honest with you I'm not finding too much trouble in getting hold of products. I think it's it can be quite different to kitchens. The turnovers are quite quick with bathrooms. No, most of my suppliers, it's not too bad, especially the local suppliers where we can go and pick products from as well. As I say, it's just the price increases that worry me. So obviously the option you have here is to put your prices up rather than absorb the prices and, and see your margin go down. But one of the other options, of course, is to, to find new suppliers, to try and find a better deal, to switch as you would do with your, I don't know, your electricity bill or your mortgage or something. Is that an option for you, Trevor, to actually find some different suppliers to try and level that pricing off a little bit? Well, this is an exercise that we've already been through. And some years ago, we were already dealing with the largest German kitchen manufacturer who has the most competitive prices. And for the first time in their existence, they are apologising for having to introduce a mid-season price increase. There's nowhere to go when, when that's the situation, but to you know absorb it or pass it on. And uh, the decision has to be, realistically, that we pass it on. The only good thing, if you, if you can call it a good thing, is that it's global. It's across the board. Our competitors are all going to be experiencing exactly the same thing. So the consumers are going to see this wherever they go. And it's just making kitchens or bathrooms that much more expensive. Yeah, because of course, all those suppliers are doing is passing on their price rises, aren't they? Further down the chain, down the chain, down the chain. What about you, Antonio? Would you consider looking elsewhere for different suppliers just to get a better price? Well, what we do, I mean, I have a girl who works with me, Emma, and, and she's great at finding the best prices. So, you know, I will give her a quotation tell her what the customer's looking for and she instantly knows you know you can get the tray from there at that price you know so we we kind of keep a spreadsheet and compare the uh, local providers so we kind of we do we use about seven or eight so we have got quite a good choice the one thing that is causing us problems is 
when you see the cheap packages on um, Facebook where people are offering a bathroom for, I don't know, £4,000. And that instantly puts things into customers' minds. So they'll come in and they'll go, well, I've just seen this on Facebook and and that's only uh, £4,000. But the products that are in there are obviously not very good quality, but it, it, it doesn't help the cause is what I'm saying. So prices are going up and these people are still offering very low cost bathrooms so that that's causing us a headache yeah i suppose you're right aren't you? it goes back to your initial point which was what you could have got a mid-range bathroom for before you're now getting a lower end bathroom for the same price a budget is a budget again we all know the reasons why it's happening but but there is a big boom at the moment there is a big demand because you you can probably absorb these prices or pass these prices on because demand is so high what happens if we see demand drop prices very rarely come down they only usually go up so are you a little worried about what might happen in in the future of the market over the next 12 months if prices stay as high as they do trevor what do you think well, it is, it is a concern. The old saying that you plan for the worst and hope for the best is the, is the only scenario that we can, we can work to. There, there is a boom at the moment. I, I wouldn't say it's as um, excessive a boom as perhaps some uh, players in the industry have suggested. It's a steady and consistent amount of work that is above and beyond what I would consider to be the norm of uh, a couple of years ago. What it's doing is, is it's extending lead times because there's only a finite amount of work that any of us can uh, supply and install in a, in a given week, in a given month. So, so we end up being on 12, 14 week deliveries as opposed to six to eight weeks deliveries. And that's just as well, because with the supply chain, we need those extended weeks in order to be able to meet fulfillment requirements. Now, of course, if demand drops and therefore our lead times drop as well, then we're potentially going to be in an even bigger mess when it comes to supply chain issues. And that's that's definitely a concern. I mean, Antonio, it must be so difficult for you. There's been so much upheaval in the time that your business has existed. It must be so hard to predict or forecast anything as, as, of what a normal thing is. Absolutely. As a business, you have to adapt. You have to adapt to the climate. It sounds crazy, but... Opening the business during the pandemic was probably a great idea because it was at the busiest time. So, you know, in the first year, they say businesses don't really make that much. You know, you just kind of keep your head above water. But it definitely was a great time to start. But as I say, the last few weeks, I've had to adapt massively. And, you know, we're doing things. We're actually moving our showroom to a different area with a better footfall, cheaper rents, no business rates. So we've had to think, gosh, if things do slow down, we need to make uh, action now and, and we need to um, to plan ahead. So that's what we've done personally as a business. It's hard though, isn't it? Because you can't plan ahead what that shower tray might cost you in six months' time. No, no, constantly increasing. So I don't, I don't know how much they're going to cost next week, never mind in a yeah. month's time. You've compressed a 10 years' worth of experience into 18 months here, yes. haven't you? <laughs> I've got a great team though. I've got a great team of lads who work for me. You know, I have a, a few bathroom fitters that, you know, work and they're really hard working and, and without them I couldn't have done it. You're nothing without your team. Exactly. Oh look, Trevor, you've been doing this a long time in comparison. What's your gut telling you about what's going to happen with these prices? Are they going to keep going up? Have we are we seeing the peak of it now? What do you think? I, I, I can't see it being sustainable for, for too much longer. But on the other hand, 
have we been buying product at unrealistic prices for the last five, 10 years? Is it more a case of the chickens coming home to roost now and the, the true price of product is, is, is what's becoming the, the norm now? You know, and if, if, if that means that what would have been a £15,000 kitchen yesterday is now going to be a £20,000 kitchen, then so be it. That's what people are going to have to get used to. Is that sustainable? The, the trouble with it is, Andy, is, is that you know pe- people still end up wanting to improve their homes. And the house prices go up, they get more equity, they get older, they retire, they have pensions, and they want to use that disposable income to make their lifestyle you know, improve. And I, and I guess from that point of view, we're, we're always going to be here. And, and over 30 years, I've been through three recessions now, and uh, I started in a recession. But there always seems to be demand, almost regardless of circumstance. It's a very strange industry in that sense that it doesn't seem to matter whether we're with the economy is doing well or doing really badly. The home improvement industry seems to survive. What about you, Antonio? What's your gut telling you that might happen next? I agree completely. What you know, what Trevor said there. You know, people are find you know they will remortgage every couple of years and they'll say, "I'm going to get my kitchen done this time." A couple of years, I'll get the bathroom. So people are still going to want to improve the homes yes and like uh, Trevor was saying people get to a certain age they want the bath taking out and, and a tray putting in so it's easier to access so you know the work is out there and it's about building your reputation up and getting a really good referrals in you know and things like that so what we've had to do is is think outside the box a little bit we've upped our guarantee period we've offered to go back and reseal after 12 months free of charge so it's little things like that that we can do that won't cost us too much, but it's that little extra touch to try and keep us going against the competitors. Yeah, that added value element of it. And I think one of the things that has increasingly increased in price is houses and housing market. That seems to be never ending in its rise. And that will always affect clearly how much money people have got to spend on their homes as well. That's always going to be a big factor in it. Absolutely. My house has gone up by 130000 in two years. Wow. <laughs> Let's go move to Wigan, Trevor. No, no. I mean, we have worked on it, so obviously that that's added the value. But you know, when people do houses, this is what happens. So, well, listen, I live in London, so I'm not even going to offend oh. everybody by, by talking about my tiny little two bedroom house. <laughs> Look, thank you so much, both of you. This is so interesting. It's going to be literally. We could do this episode again in a month's time, and it'll all be completely different again, couldn't it? And that's what makes it so very interesting, but also so very seat of the pants stuff. I think it's it's really interesting. I think that. I think a lot of people see these things as temporary, you know, that there's there's something going on in the world that is causing this. But what we've had is several temporary things all running into each other. So we have Brexit running into COVID, now running into what's happening in Ukraine. And it's sort of almost hard to know. It's like a roller coaster, isn't it? What's going to happen next? What's going to be the next thing that happens when hopefully this Ukraine thing resolves itself? It's so difficult to even predict, even with 30 years of experience, Trevor. Indeed. When I, when I semi-retired two years ago and moved down to Wiltshire, 100 miles away from the business, and left it in the hands of my more than capable managing director, Tom, who could have predicted that he was going to get dumped with COVID, with um, you know, war, uh, with, with supply shortages? And I've never worked so hard trying to help him through all of this minefield. I I was leaving him a perfectly good business that I was expecting to just sort of jog along quite happily, not with all these curveballs thrown in. And for you, Antonia, the hope, I guess, is that it's never going to be more complicated than it is now for the next 30 years of your business. You know, two two years ago, I was was in a classroom and then now, you know, I've got a showroom and just moving to another one. So 
you know, I'm very excited. I know it is a bit doom and gloom at the moment. However, I'm still very excited for what's, you know, what's coming ahead. And, and I, I absolutely love my work. Absolutely love it. Well, thank you, Antonio, for ending it on such a positive <laughs> note. You're saying that now, but then the then the killer robots in the future are on their oh way. Gosh. So <laughs> <laughs> just be careful. Look, thank you so much for joining us, both of you. And we'll again, we'll catch up on this again soon. Thanks very much. Thank you, Andy. Trevor Scott and Antonia Robinson there. And these price increases are just another layer on top of many other layers of disruption and uncertainty, aren't they? Demand is high for so many people and passing on costs to customers might be relatively straightforward for now, but it will be very interesting to see what happens if and when demand starts drooping a bit. Let's watch this space. Don't forget to find and follow us on your podcast app of choice. Simply search KBB Review, all one word. And when you do, leave us a rating and review to encourage others to give us a try. I'll be back next week. See you soon.